if you're trying to talk to me, I can't hear you. I've been watching Pennyworth on uh, HBO Max. So I've got that terrible Cockney accent. <laughs> oh, now you're connecting an audio. There you are. Oh, still muted. Crikey. Crikey. Yeah. That was almost Australian. I don't, I don't, I don't understand teleconferencing, but um, I'm trying. <laughs> same. Still. Same. Yeah. Never will I ever. No. I, I did buy a camera, though. That's <gasps> exciting. Yeah. What kind? Uh, Logitech 920E. Um, cause it was on, are you saying 920 sale? or are you saying something Logitech? 920 and then uh-huh. a lowercase E on the end. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. E let's see. Edward. Uh, yeah. Logitech C920E perhaps. Yes. That's the one. Oh yeah. The one with a little flippy dip. Yeah. And it's a, uh, the, yeah. It, as, as Dan Sturm described it, a bandaid, um, with the little yeah, perforated. It does look like a bandage, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, now that I uh, said that, <laughs> Sorry. Now that he said that, all I can see is the bandaid when I look at it. And it kind of grosses me out, but, uh, Ew. it was, it was, uh, inexpensive. <laughs> and I, I had been recently in several work meetings where I was the only person who didn't have a camera on. Um, and so I felt, uh, peer pressure, mm. uh, to spend the, the what, $50 on, uh, this. <sighs> Yeah, it, um, yeah. Th- I mean, those are solid webcams for sure, <laughs> have been for a long time. Um, so I'm glad uh, that you were able to get that and get it at uh, a reduced cost. Yeah, I, well, the tough part is trying to figure out what the difference is between, because there are several of these C92 and then a number after mm-hmm. them uh, and potentially another letter after that number. Uh, so, and they all are very much almost exactly the same in every single way, uh-huh. except it seems something to do with packaging and or things bundled with it. Um, so it's uh, it was a little weird to just sort of like try to figure out and parse what the difference would be. And then when it arrived, I was like, oh, this is why it's cheaper because it's just in a plain cardboard box as if you were buying this for an, in an institution. So oh, maybe the E stands that, for like, education or something. Free packet. What is it called? Uh, frustration free sort of packaging. Well, it was inside of a uh, like an envelope or whatever, but the actual package itself was just plain cardboard with the Logitech printed on it. Interesting. Um, as opposed to like a waxy cardboard shell with like a thing that you take out and all that. Um, so it's, it's fine. I am glad I saved the environment by buying this, I guess. Um, and however that worked. And is that uh, but, because uh, you, um, you like to have your, well, yeah, no, that makes sense. This is so easy. You just pop it on the top of your display, whatever display you happen to have and plug it in and it's good to go. Um, yeah. Cause my, my previous, problem is that it, i couldn't join a meeting uh because my laptop has to be in clamshell mode on my desk because i don't really have another good place to put it um and also i don't like having two mismatched screens so <laughs> uh and even if i had it open it would be at a weird angle because it'd be like below me and i don't like that uh so this this way i have like a uh the it's perched above me staring down um from above uh which is fine yeah uh and uh i can keep my my laptop closed uh and not have to worry about things because it's connected to the super hot uh anchor hub um so it will keep that nice and warm and toasty uh and uh i don't have to worry about unplugging and replugging various things i'm Um, watching you rosen steel always watching 
Reference acknowledged. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want the, uh, the fancy one that everyone C one, whatever that is. The oh the, yeah, like the one that came out a while ago, and all the tech reviewers got a copy of it. Oh, and that like, one. The you it know, gets it's way using too the, hot. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't even know that. You're talking. Wait, are we talking still about a Logitech camera, or are we talking now? No, the other it was thing. the the other thing, yeah. the one that came out a while ago, and everyone was like real hyped about I it. I can't think of what it's called now. Um, that was a C1 something, but uh, I don't remember for sure. Oh, here um, it is. Hold on, let me grab it. Hold on. Yeah, the Are Opal, the Opal C1. Okay, yeah. You wait. Did you literally grab it? You have it? Yeah, I've there? had this for a long time, and <laughs> I don't use it because it gets too hot, and I don't like that very hot thing sitting on top of my uh, display. Mm, so yeah, yeah. I um I got it back whenever you. I think you might still have to do this, but uh, when I, right after it first came out, and you had to like be invited to buy it, Ugh. um, which maybe that even is still the case. But I got it because I was planning on reviewing it. Um, unfortunately the software uh and like many of the features that were promised as part of it are also still not ready and so i'm not going to review a product that doesn't even have you know half of the things that it says it's going to have but yeah they overheat well i mean it didn't ever get it never said overheating but then you'd touch it and it would burn your hand and then you'd go i don't think this is good and so i don't yeah i don't make use of it it um is just one of because now i've got so long 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 ago um when i worked at mobile nations um they sent me a logitech c920 for uh being able to do uh the imore show the podcast that had video uh back in the day and around that same time i can't remember why but for some reason um maybe i just bought it myself i think I got confused. That's probably what it was. I think I got confused whether they were saying, hey, get this or, hey, we're going to send this to you. And so I ended up buying my own Logitech C920 and then getting one sent to me. And uh, I, at the time, was thinking, well, you know, should a time come where I am no longer working for the company? I want to make sure I have my own. So I will hold on to mine and just use the one that they gave me. Um, And then whenever you know, uh, mobile nations was bought by future and all that stuff. And everybody moved on. Um, they never asked for it back, uh, because by that point it was like, you know, $15 worth. Cause it was before the pandemic, whenever they suddenly became gold. And, uh, so I have two Logitech C920s, um, that are just, they, I use them whenever I very rarely need sort of like a second shot to show something on my desk or whatever. But now I've also mm-hmm. got the Opal C1, as another uh, option for showing things on my desk. Uh, but the camera that I use, my webcam, is Camo Studio and an iPhone 12. Um, I've been using that for quite a while now. Oh, and then also in a drawer, I've got, hold on, let me grab it, more Foley. Ah! <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that he didn't die. And there was that sharp yet, scream. Okay. But damaging things. Damaging. Um, not this, thank oh. God, because this doesn't belong to me. I've got a, uh, <laughs> talk about a throwback, <laughs> a Canon Vixia HFG10. If you want to type that into the Googles. Uh, Canon Vixia HFG10. Uh, this 
is one of the cameras that uh, Twit uses in the studios. And whenever we first uh, had our shutdowns and everybody had to go home, uh, they sent me home with one of these to use as my camera for uh, doing my shows before I realized that they were more trouble than they were worth in uh, all uh, the It's like a little, a little camcorder. Yeah, it's like a little dad thing. cam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, and it's fine for, you know, what uh, it was used for, 1080p video. Um, and it, you know, we it stays plugged in the whole time. Um, but I just, I didn't need the zoom part of it. Uh, and I could get just as good uh, video quality with no, the big thing was delay um, that, that we were experiencing. So I, I stopped using that as well. Plus it just required like a whole bunch of stuff to be set up in my office that was in the way uh, because mm-hmm. it needs to go on a tripod or some other sort of mount. And then, you know, it's not flat like an iPhone that can just sort of sit behind. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I had also considered that because one of the things uh, like camo I thought about before, I know you use it and other people use it, um, but I don't like tying up my phone right. in a task and I didn't have another one I wanted, I didn't have another phone that I wanted to use to do that task because the only other iPhone I have is an iPhone 6. Um, that's in a drawer and probably dead. Uh, so I didn't want to like manage another device as purely a thing for that when the video quality also wouldn't be that good anyway. Um, but the uh, having just this dead simple thing was fine. Um, also, I'm glad I didn't buy it, you know, in the wave of crush of people who were buying these things initially in the pandemic, because like you said, they were like crazy expensive mm-hmm. for no good reason and very difficult to come by. Um, they're not fancy or no. anything. Uh, <laughs> and I, it, there is that part of me that's like, Oh, 1080p. That's not that good. And then I'm just like, well, I don't want to see every pour on my face <laughs> and I don't want to broadcast that to everyone. So I don't need 4k, uh, really lower quality is fine. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to have to deal with, like it being like one of those like real blotchy looking uh, situations. So this, this fills that niche um, of that. And I, and like um, you are an actual like video presenter where you do that. Uh, and I, I, I'm not, um, yeah. I sit there and uh, I was on a, a phone call right before this, where I was just nodding, <laughs> nodding along. And they could see your nods. Yeah. And they could see my nods. And that was, that was, that was the important part. That was worthy of every penny spent because i didn't need to unmute my microphone and say yes um your nods are showing yes my my nods are showing uh yeah so i don't know i'm sure that's not exciting or thrilling content for anyone but uh it was just it's i think it is because it's a thing that everyone is dealing with regularly we all are trying to find like the right solution for us uh because so many people are still doing a lot of what they do from home and i think that one of the big there's like it's sort of vaporware slash uh i don't even know what to call it there are so many cameras that have come out that are just 
mostly a bunch of nonsense uh, features that don't actually do what they say on the tin or don't do things how you expect them to do. And I just kind of love that Logitech's classic uh, 1080p webcam to this day is still a great option because most places are not, uh, even if you were, you know, doing presentation like Twit, our shows are sent out in 1080p. We don't send them out in 4K. So you don't need more than 1080p. And if you are streaming to other platforms, like most people are going to be watching it on whatever internet they have at their home. And so that likely means, or in many cases means that they don't have super fast internet and can see it in the full quality detail you're sending it out in. So with that in mind, like there's not really a good reason to uh, try to lock into this 4K thing when you don't really need it for most of the the streaming stuff that folks are doing. I understand if you're recording video and it's going to go on YouTube and highest quality that apparently is now behind a paywall or will soon be behind a paywall or something like that. But outside of that, it's like, yeah, if it's good enough, then hey, it's good enough. Uh, The one thing I will recommend that you get, though, is an app that is available in the App Store. Um, it is called Webcam Settings. It's made by MacTaris. And mm. it is the app that will make all the difference when it comes to... Um, why am I typing in Jason? That's not your I- name. Um, there we go. So it is the app that I have found to properly and fully control the uh, Logitech C9 line of uh, cameras. And most importantly, it lets you turn off a feature that's built into them called background backlight compensation, um, that if you have lighting in front of you, you some sort of lighting in front of you, or you've positioned yourself in such a way that, that lighting is good, you don't need to have it turned on. And by turning it off, it actually improves the picture quality. But uh, um, yeah. I was noticing I have a kind of a, because uh, my office, I'm facing a window so that I don't have glare on my monitor. The uh, monitor is facing away from the window uh, towards me. And the so then that light is blasting me in the face mm-hmm. uh, when I'm being recorded. Uh, if you can picture that scenario. Yeah. Um, and so I got like a, it's really nice when I'm in the little thumbnail that's in the Microsoft Teams meeting, because then you can just see like a, an enormous white spot in the middle of my forehead um, <laughs> from the, just my, my general paleness and eye. then the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe, maybe that would be improved if it wasn't trying to brighten the background um, yes, so I much think that it, it brightened me. Yeah. I think it would, would help. It's, um, it also lets you do like you can you know sort of crop in the video and change mm-hmm. all sorts of things that you just for some reason Logitech's apps don't provide those options or um, they end up uh, the other thing about them is they often are for some reason resource hogs when they don't need to be. So. Oh yeah, don't get me started on the Logi Plus thing that I installed for control on my my uh, Logitech MX Master uh, Three mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that app is a trash fire i hate it so much i thought the worst thing they were ever going to make was going to be the logitech harmony app the silverlight app i don't know if you remember that one. Oh god um, but 
you know, they we were just like, well, we can't do Silverlight anymore, so we're just going to like carry the torch with like the most awful like webcam, uh, oh, sorry, like web app embedded in a thing interface that's always running in the background garbage thing. <laughs> I, I despise, like, I, I don't understand. Like, they make good stuff, uh-huh. like hardware wise, but then in terms of garbage so bad why is it always so bad i don't know and then that means yeah. that their firmware is often garbage too yeah oh but i am noticing webcam settings in the mac app store has a uh rating of 2.3 which is a little what? low yeah. that's odd maybe yeah, seems, maybe people aren't seems... I, I hate to say it but maybe people aren't using it correctly because i have had no maybe and it could also be that they're trying to use it with um, one of the logitech cameras that it doesn't support mm. uh and so then they're getting mad whenever it doesn't work but um i have had i have nothing but good things to say about um webcam settings okay but if it doesn't work for you you could always return it yeah well uh also they don't list anything about their app privacy model um, uh, in the mac app store which is that's fair cool um wish they would do that yeah that would be good hmm now yeah. I'm, now i'm kind of uh wondering uh, also the, the copyright mean, sure is out of date too yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's fine <laughs> I i've don't used know. it for years yeah. now yes yeah. but yeah let's yeah. see mac taurus yeah i think it's just one developer if i remember correctly mm-hmm yeah, but you know, it's good to have some options. For right now, it's fine for what it is. Um, but that I did I, you know, also don't want to be too fancy. Uh, cuz everyone noticed my microphone on the video calls and they're like, "Wow, it's such a fancy microphone." Oh god. Uh, and then it's just like, "Oh no. Here I've, we go." <laughs> I I've drawn I've drawn more attention to myself. So if I start if I start like uh having really good video, then everyone's be like, "What's your what's your secret, Joe?" <laughs> and it's just going to snowball from there. Don't uh, you like so. work with video and uh i don't know production professionals well i'm surprised that they're surprised by should i not be surprised i i guess it that doesn't make sense to me i would think that everyone there would know and have setups that are you know high quality or whatever well you know you know that saying like the the cobbler's children have no shoes um yeah like i just uh, learned that the other day <laughs> they uh well this is a sort of a si- similarish situation where um if you work in audio and video you kind of know that you could spend a long time trying to make something perfect or you could exert no effort and just do the bare minimum and then you can sort of like have like an escape of like I didn't try uh so you know, you d- don't blame me. Um, I, I didn't I didn't put all the time and effort into doing this. I'm just doing the basic stuff. Um, so, you know, you get everything from people with like the earbuds, wired earbuds that ship um, with their computers to like those really crummy like Xbox ish kind of headsets with the little microphone on the uh-huh. thing in front of their face. Um uh, all, all that, all manner of things. And then, you know, of course, background filter effects are plentiful. Um, and uh, they exist. Uh, I did try turning on the background blur thing, um, which, as you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of artificial background blur. <laughs> but uh, I tried turning it on just because I thought it was distracting to see what was behind me. Not that there was a mess, but just like there's a TV behind me and it's black with a reflection on it. Um, so it doesn't look cool 
uh, I guess, but I also don't want to like put something back there. But then there's, uh, you know, occasionally you'll find somebody who's like, I'm going to use one of the fake office environments oh, in my brother. thing. And it's just like, okay, well, I mean, you do you, but it's a, uh, it's a choice I, that's been made. <laughs> yeah. I always find it distracting when you look at the edges, either of the blur or anything else, because the, it, it, it doesn't have like a depth sensor, even like a, like an iPhone does. It's like tr- trying to, you know, figure out from, uh contrast changes or whatever yeah yeah and and so you know when i had it on and i was like lifting up my uh you know tumbler of water um it was (laughs) blurring out the tumbler until it got near my face and then all of a sudden it would just pop into existence (laughs) oh Um, joe's drinking water (laughs) yeah yeah it's a thing that's a you know in the foreground um but uh yeah i don't know uh and I, I sh- should probably, you know, invest in apps and fine tune things and make things better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how committed I am to having other people notice what I'm doing, um, <laughs> as opposed to trying to do the bare minimum. Um, but uh, uh, it's, it's neither here nor there. In exciting har- hardware news, um, and uh, there there is, of course. The new iPhone that you have in terms of cameras oh, um, yeah. that you got and I did not get. I honestly um, thought you, that's what you were, whenever you first said you got a new camera, I thought that's where you were going. Um, no. And so I was like, oh, interesting. Yes, uh, I do have that new hardware. Um, before I do we'll talk about that, though, um, I also got the series eight apple watch the one oh. that is almost identical to the series seven uh mm-hmm. save for a temperature or a couple of temperature sensors inside and uh crash detection stuff but i and you oh, had the seven before right yes yeah i had yeah. the seven before in the beautiful green color um and upgraded to the series eight uh, while Leo had the Ultra so that we would have both on hand, huh, uh, on wrist to talk about. <laughs> and I ended up returning it um, as it's just like, what's the point of having it when you have had a Series 7? It's so much like the Series 7 that I found no purpose uh, to keep it. But I was given the blessing to uh, trade it in or, you know, return it because it was within the two week period of me getting it and uh, order an ultra. So I am actually looking forward to that. I don't know if I mentioned it on this show, but I am um, working on well, I'm I'm getting ready to uh, sign up to do some what is it called now? It's not snorkeling. It's the one where you go, oh, scuba, scuba Scuba? lessons Uh, and scuba mm -hmm. certification. And so I'm really excited to uh, kind of pair these things together where I'll be able to use the Apple Watch as part of that, Apple Watch Ultra as part of that experience. So uh, that will be fun uh, when Mm -hmm. that comes. But for now, um, I had the Series 8 long enough to keep it on my wrist at night to do the calibration so that it could measure my wrist temperature. uh, Because something that they didn't make quite clear on stage, but uh, that you learn if you get a Series 8 is that even if you're not doing um, retrospective ovulation tracking, you can still uh, use the temperature sensors inside of the watch to look at trends of of your body heat over time. So even 
though I was not using it for retrospective ovulation tracking, I was able to calibrate it, which I think you wear it to bed five nights, uh, at which point it kind of can determine your base temperature. And uh, after that, then it can start to look at trends. So wore it long enough to see how that all worked and everything and uh, got those measurements into the health app. But then uh, shortly after that, I sent it back. Um, and now I'm, I'm back on my beautiful green uh, watch. And I have with it the Alpine Loop, which is one of the new loops that was made for the Ultra, but obviously you can just buy it independently. Um, and the Alpine Loop is the one that has all of these little nylon sort of um, ridges across it and a special hook that you use to slide into one of those ridges, into one of those loops, uh, and then it you know fastens there. So it's this beautiful um, sort of military green color, uh, and it looks great with my green Apple Watch. So that's the one thing that I will be sad about when the Ultra comes around is um, that I'll have to be uh, moving on from the green because it's just mm-hmm. such a beautiful watch. Yeah, it's a shame uh, that it only comes in one color, but uh, maybe they'll expand on that in the I future. Wonder, I was wondering this the other day about the uh, the sort of, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? The sort of um, gracefulness, if you will, of titanium at accepting color coatings. Because steel, we've done a good job of figuring out how to coat those to a certain extent. Aluminum, very good at being able to accept color. Uh, and I wonder if titanium is good at uh, accepting color. That doesn't scratch, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, everything everything will scratch, but I think you can anodize it. Uh, and, you know, we use titanium in eyewear um, a lot uh, because it's lightweight. So there's a variety of shapes and sizes and thicknesses and colors that you can get uh, titanium frames in um so i would assume it's not like a really big technical issue uh but like you said if you scratch it deep enough you're gonna get to metal eventually um uh, so it just depends on what they determine that they would like that to be um and also uh i think a large part of why it's in titanium might be to show off its titanium um mm, just and that to, bare titanium is what you mean Right, uh, those bare necessities, um, and they. <laughs> oh, I guess that the the action button is uh, orange in yeah safety or what is it? Uh, international international orange. orange. Thank you. Yeah, so they could do color. Ah, oh, um, dang it! But I but I but I also think you know it's to show off the titanium at least this first go around, and also I think they want to see how many people are buying these things Fair and enough. what they're doing with it. Um, and I'm sure that once they kind of get an idea of that, um, then we're going to see colors. And also, you know, we might get a mid-year color cycle uh, of of it. That's a good uh, like point. Like we do with iPhones. To re-up just like, the, yeah, the purchases. Yeah, please, please, please buy again. Um, when they do that, when they ever just like, you know, here's purple, uh, here's green in the, you know, middle of the spring, just go buy it. Um, and then people are like, well, why, why would I buy it right now? Uh, but that's, you know, something that happens. Uh, but, you know, it's good to have a very fully featured thing if you're going to be doing your scuba stuff. Um, I will stick with my Series 7. Um, 
And, it's a good uh, watch. Like, yeah. it, it is. And there's no reason, I think, that anyone... Uh, Almost no reason for anyone to upgrade from a Series 7 to a Series 8. Again, unless you are very specifically looking to have your watch be the thing that helps you figure out ovulation tracking. Um, in that case, then I totally understand making that upgrade uh, and you know why you would want to do that. But yeah, outside of that, it's just, it's not enough of an update um, f- that, that, you know, that makes sense, I think, for, for folks. No, I, I think a lot of people who would wind up buying the Series 8 might be people who had an earlier watch that sat out the Series 7. Um, yeah, even earlier. I think Series 5 and later, or Series mm-hmm. 5 and earlier, um, I think even a Series 6 is still... I think uh, my partner has... Yeah, he has a Series 5. Um, and 5 is, was when they introduced the Always On, right? Do I don't remember when Always On came to Apple Watch. Let's it was either five or six. Always um, on Apple Watch. Let's see. I know it didn't have it on four. Uh, but the uh, so yeah five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I think basically, like you said, everything from five to eight is very similar, mm-hmm. um, except for case colors and screen size differences. Like the seven is. Seven and eight are bigger than the five and six ones. Um, I do like that bigger display. I'm not. I won't lie to you about that. Um, I because I temporarily. I don't remember why, but I I went back to an earlier Apple Watch. Um, I think I was doing some testing or something, and I missed having that. that mm-hmm. display for sure. Was it when you were trying to get your air tags to work? Oh God, that's probably <laughs> what it was, and I don't want to think about it. Did yeah. you did you check and see if it, they showed up on your Series Eight Apple Watch? Uh, they you... are on my stupid Series. <laughs> they were on my stupid Series Eight Apple Watch, and I just if Watch OS would just for the love of God include <laughs> the option to remove an item from the tracked items, then all of my problems would be solved. Dot, 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 probably dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Um, I talked to someone who is um, rather privy of the knowledge of the iCloud stuff. And they were saying like, honestly, what it sounds like is someone needs to go in on the server side and just reset your iCloud settings or, you know, the, 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 find my portion of your iCloud settings. And I was like, yeah, I just wish I knew how to say the right words in the right order to make that, like what an incantation do I need to do <laughs> to make that um, clear to the person or people on the other end that that's what's, uh, what a, it is that I'm after. That's why I'm so glad it's October because sometime likely within the next two weeks, we will either have A, an Apple event or B, an Apple announcement of new products and finally the rollout of iPadOS and macOS, at which point I will be completely off the betas, at which point I can reach out to support and hopefully, um, you know, phrase the the cantation properly to give me, not cantation, incantation properly, to let me like reset things on the server or whatever it is that needs to happen because it is annoying. Um, you know, I got the new AirPods and I am not able to do any of the find my stuff with them because my phone and my iPad and my other devices don't work with find my 
uh, because there's that error that just causes it to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. So yeah, this is, it's been super frustrating. Um, mm. And so I've mostly just kind of, I, I just, I, what is it? I WandaVisioned the situation. <laughs> I just made it all disappear and I just don't think about it. <laughs> it's like, wow. oh, by my, that doesn't exist. I don't know what that is until I can solve it. Like I said, once, um, once iPad OS and, and uh, Mac OS roll out. So uh, that, that part's yeah. annoying. But uh, speaking of the phone, um, mm-hmm. I have disabled always on on the iPhone. I don't like it. Um, mm-hmm. It gives me anxiety because I think that <laughs> my phone is the display is on. I mean, it is on, but I think that I've like left it on. So then I hit the side button to lock it and make mm-hmm. it go quiet. <laughs> and then it brightens up instead. Um, so I said, you know what? M- my brain is not clicking with always on and I've got always on on my watch. So I don't really need always on on my phone. And I like the sort of I tap it and then I can see what's on the screen. I hit the side button. It goes to sleep again. Um, so, yeah, always on. I don't think is for me. I gave it time, but I yeah, just it's. uh I don't really see the the purpose of it, at least not right now. It could be that once uh, those live activities start rolling out to different apps, that there will be uh, like my grocery delivery service, for example, if Instacart ends up getting live activities that are on the lock screen, that could be a place where I would want it. But I got to tell you, the place where I really would love always on is the iPad because Mm. it's so much more of like a hub screen. And so being able to kind of have that uh, as an ambient calendar and notifier would be lovely uh, versus my iPhone that's like, no, this is just the the thing that I actively look at and do things with, not something that I sort of want passively sitting uh, there with a the screen on. Yeah, well, like, like you, I was trepidatious about this. I don't have the phone to see. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just my opinion or something where it, I feel like having a photo so clearly visible um, is not as nice as perhaps it might seem to the people who are making it. Because mm-hmm. uh, it it feels to me, like like you said, it, it starts to feel like it's unlocked, um, that it's ready to go. Uh, RTG. Um, and I don't, I don't enjoy that. Um, and it seems like listening to some other people on podcasts who have it, uh, they also seem to have that same experience that you're having and the same thing that I think I would have, um, where it just feels like maybe the better alternative route to go here is you have an option where you're just displaying the information and not the photo in the background. Um, yeah, if could... the screen looked different enough, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And kind of how Google does it with the Pixel. Um, the locked version of the screen and always on looks so much different from uh, the actual like lock screen. And I think you're right. It would help my brain that is not that I'm not sort of actively controlling the part that looks at it and goes, Oh, you know, you you've done something wrong. If it looked so much different, then it's possible that my brain would be tricked. So yeah, an option to have it just be sort of a dark gray or black background with that information would be good versus the way that they're doing. And it, like it made a cool demo. 
And I get why mm-hmm. they did it, where it, it intelligently um, darkens whatever photo you have in the background. But for me, um, it just makes me think like we're, we're talking about here that I have done something wrong. Yeah. And the, uh, I, I, and also one thing that I wasn't sure about is I know you were talking about the, the, uh, lock screen, like widgets, like being able to do something on the screen. Um, they seem small. Uh, <laughs> they are, and they I, are. Yeah. I wonder, you know, without having personal experience with it or any of the things that they're doing, I wonder if they could be a little bigger. Um, and maybe that would, if they were a little bigger, uh, or if the screen is black, then maybe it would seem different enough, um, or you did both. Um, and I'm surprised, honestly, that there isn't like more control over that, uh, for fine tuning it. Um, I know that there is, what is it when you're in, um, do not disturb mode, it behaves Mm. differently. Yes. Uh, when and, you're in, I mean, so you can set up a lock screen for any focus. And so it will, um, it will look different. And whenever you're in sleep, uh, it will actually do like, I think it does a full dimming if you're in sleep. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, but I do know that it does behave differently depending on the focus mode that you're in. So maybe there will be a way to say like, if I lock my screen, change the wallpaper to this, and then it would just be a black background. In fact, I'll probably try that later today, um, setting up a shortcut if there's one for knowing whenever you've locked your phone. But I don't know if there is. I'll have to ask Rosemary. Um, because that, yeah, and then change it back when I unlock. But that just seems so involved, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What if it doesn't work or it stalls the phone or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I you know, I'm I'm kind of glad. Um, I did have some non-buyer's remorse, um, some some FOMO. Oh, good. Uh, oh, wait. Because okay, sorry. I thought you were saying uh, the reverse of that. Like because you didn't buy, you did not have remorse. But now oh, I see what you're saying. You had some yeah. buyer's remorse. Well, some yeah, non-buyer's remorse. Okay, gotcha. I I, I have I have the remorse of a person who didn't buy something. Um, <laughs> I guess. But I, the opposite, I guess. Uh, triple negative. Um, <laughs> I because I wanted it. Uh, because of the camera mainly. Um, and then it was like, well, is it enough of an upgrade? And then waiting. It seems like the cameras are cool. But that in many conditions, um, in certain circumstances, they are not distinguishable enough from the 13 Pro that I have that it would always be great, but it would be better in many of the situations that you could be in, um, like for if you want to use the Pro Raw and do all that other stuff. Mm. Um, But if you're just like snapping photos um, with the camera app... um, then you are not taking full advantage of the complete power of it. Um, so it's just like, okay, so maybe I can wait another year. Um, I and okay. see how that goes. I think I think that's the one place where I disagree. Um, uh, I hate okay. to I hate to say that uh, because Why? no no I want to hear it. Well, tell I, me, tell me I'm right. I, I hate to say that to <laughs> anyone who's like you know. Again, it always goes back to like hey, people are struggling and I don't want to, you know, have encourage people to do things that maybe they shouldn't. But anyway, um, from, so I've, I've used, 
specifically with this, uh, Matthew Casanelli and I spoke about how uh, we could get these new phones. And then I, in particular, am really bad about remembering to take photos with them. Um, and so he and I set up, and I know you probably know about this, a photo walk in San Francisco. And so we uh, got a group together. Um, met up in San Francisco and went uh, around the city taking photos. And uh, one of the people who joined us was actually on Apple's uh, camera app team uh, who was there and sort of, you know, learning a little bit more about the camera and doing that was a lot of fun. Um, And I have since taken photos uh, with this camera and zooming in on them and seeing because even if you're even if you're taking a normal photo um it is using you know the full it it has a 48 megapixel sensor and so even if you're taking uh the the photo and then the the photo at the end is 12 megapixels because you're just doing it standard and not in pro raw or whatever uh that does not negate the fact that you were able to take it with that bigger sensor or more detailed sensor and have it uh, sort of binned down using the image signal processor in this latest iPhone in the, in the chip. And so I've been incredibly impressed with the detail of these photos. I think it is fair to say that like if you're just taking a photo and you take it in great lighting, then you're not going to see a huge difference unless you're doing it again with the uh, uh, Pro Raw or Pro Res version or whatever it's called. Um, in which case, of course, you would see in the data a difference. Um, but as far as like capturing a photo standard and you're outside, those photos are going to be very similar in terms of uh, looking at them on your phone or looking at them on your Mac or uh, what have you. But I think photos turned into physical manifestations. If you get them printed or you get them put on, I don't know, a piece of glass, like uh, sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was really impressed with the detail that is able to be captured with this phone. And then of course, using that uh, in-between lens where you've got the ultra wide lens that it's its own lens, of course, and then the standard lens that I, I can't remember what they're calling it now because they used to just call it the wide uh, camera, but I think they just call it the standard camera now. But I can't uh, remember. Main, sure. main, main. Is what they, thank you, main. Yeah. And then of course telephoto, which is what three X. Um, there's now that two X where they basically just take the full forty eight megapixels and then sort of crop it into twelve megapixels, um, and. Everything in that area, I have been super impressed with. And of course, I'm not a huge photography person and know everything there is to know about it. But just in taking photos and looking at a comparison between uh, the phone that I had before to now and seeing it, being able to zoom in and see like how much cleaner and clearer uh, these photos are, I was super impressed. And um, I... You may remember, I think she's actually been on with you at times, Allison Sheridan, uh, Podfeet on yep. Twitter. Uh, there was one pretty funny fo- pretty funny tweet that she sent where the tweet in itself wasn't funny, but it was sort of a funny situation. She had taken a photo with her previous iPhone and with her new iPhone of some bottle um, of, let's just say it was a, a, a bottle of suntan lotion um, or sunscreen, I mean, and she thought that there was something wrong with her new phone because the 
the the text on the the bottle was kind of sort of feathered at the edges and in the photo from the older iPhone the iPhone 13 the text was more sharper on the edges and so she thought oh no there's something wrong with my camera lens or maybe it's not as good or something well then she held the uh the sunscreen close to her eyes and as is the nature of printing it's little dots of color and so the 14 was able to actually capture the feathering that is because of the ink being printed onto the uh bottle versus the thir- 13 which with the ISP just sort of rounded those edges out uh because that's as much as it could capture and so i thought that was very impressive 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 and then there's also and i know that you know his Tweets often have some hyperbole tied to them, but seeing the photos that uh, Sebastian DeWitt has taken of the uh, with the new iPhone, um, some of the things that you know you see with Halide are really quite cool um, and show the the camera to be capable. And so I actually with this one, um, I, I agree in the sense that again, if you're taking in. Uh, great lighting conditions and you know you're not doing anything extra and you're just taking a shot you're probably not going to notice a huge difference between the two but the second you like zoom in or you are taking in low light situations or semi low light situations i have noticed a difference between the two cameras even between just the 13 and 14 uh and it's been kind of uh kind of or not kind of it's been very impressive to see uh, what's possible and then if you do shoot video um, which I don't do very often, but, uh, that is an action mode, um, is actually quite awesome. I was, uh, when we were in San Francisco, there was a, one of the, the fountains that they have. Um, I decided to like run from one side of the fountain to the other and record video with action mode turned on. And it was buttery smooth, despite the fact that the camera was of course, jostling all over the place. So. I, you know, you don't shoot video a whole lot, but I think most people who are shooting video. They are kind of jostling it as they're uh, trying to shoot it. So action mode turned on most of the time is something that I will definitely be doing anytime I'm shooting video outside because it does require quite a bit of light. Otherwise, it'll say the light is too low and uh, we can't do this. Um, so, yeah, I think that it is a very capable camera. And, you know, when someone to avoid buyer's remorse, uh, and this time I do mean buyer's remorse, for someone who's upgrading from the 13 to the 14, they kind of have two main places to look so that they don't feel bad about having upgraded when they didn't necessarily need to. One is always on, and the other are the new cameras. Um, For me, always on, I have it turned off now, so it's always off. Uh, And then (laughs) the other is the the cameras and so i i'm very pleased uh with with that part of it i think that they are pretty doggone awesome um I, well, yeah. you also get the dynamic island too oh yeah dynamic um, island yeah. i always forget about dynamic island um i've gotten used to it so quickly and what i love right now joe is that apps are uh slowly updating and so all the time i'm noticing new uses of the dynamic island as i'm using different apps that weren't that weren't possible before, didn't show up before. Uh, I'm really eager for Audible to update to t- make use of a dynamic island because that's the app that I use probably more than any other app. And right now, when it will uh, show the book 
the the title page up in the top with the little moving um, bars for the audio. But when you tap on that, it then goes into the Audible app. Whereas if you are using the music app for iOS, when you tap on it, it just brings up a little widget at the top of the screen that lets you control. So I'm really eager for Audible to update so that I can do controls right there while I can still stay in other things. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun, uh, Dynamic Island. It's just one of those things that sort of fades into the background now. So, yeah, I mean that's good. I'm 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 glad. I didn't mean that to sound like you made a bad choice or oh, something. No, uh, I, yeah, I didn't I, feel that from you. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I I just I, the thing that most compelled me was the camera. Um, and the reason why I didn't just immediately buy it, like we discussed, is because I had travel plans that were going to conflict with the possible delivery window. Um, and because of the way iPhone releases work, there isn't another good way to get an iPhone if you can't get it delivered at a reliable time. Um, and once you miss that initial thing, it's like pushed off into infinity. Like I, I got this uh, 13 Pro, I think it was November um of the previous year because it was just so difficult to uh find the one i wanted in stock and i wasn't even trying to be picky about the color uh i would have even bought a gold one if i had to um but the uh the way that they have it so you can only do in-store pickup if they are projected to have it in their inventory is kind of unfortunate um and i wish you could just like say like no just ship it to a store um like as if it was you know, an Amazon locker or you were buying something at Best Buy or Target or something where it's just like, yeah, I want to just go to the store and pick it up. I just don't want, don't ship it to my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care if it's the same delivery window, just deliver it to the store. Um, do not send the over a thousand dollars worth of consumer electronics to my neighborhood um, and just leave it outside of a door at some random hour for me to try and deal with. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, but uh because of that, that's part of the reason why I kept putting it off and then decided, eh, well, I guess I don't need it. But, you know, now maybe, maybe I will get it. Maybe I do need it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's what, what uh, the only thing that'll make me happy. You, it's just, uh, there's no way to find out until I get one, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, uh, two weeks. And if you mm-hmm. don't feel like the camera is, is enough, then it can go back. Cause, yeah, I think, uh, I think you'd be happy with the with the camera part of it at least. Yeah. No, I don't think I I don't think I would even be mad about the screen or anything cuz you can turn that off. Dynamic island seems fine. Um everything is fine. I'm not I'm not bothered by by any <laughs> of that. I don't feel like it would be a downgrade, that's for sure. Right. Um, but right. uh the uh uh that that's uh, you know, kind of one of those things though where it's just like, eh, well, do we need it need it? Right. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean and, and I think I'm trying to think about if I was just, you know, doing this thing on my own and was looking at get getting the new phone or not. I think I, if I had the 13, I would still have upgraded to the iPhone 14. Um, at the time, the dynamic island alone would have been like, oh, Got it. That's so cool. Need to have it. Uh, that would have gotten me. Uh, now that I have it, you know, that is, it's neat, but it's not what 
makes me see the continued value of the phone at this point. Um, it is definitely the, the camera. Uh, but I think, yeah, I would have upgraded that. I don't, I would not have gone for the new watches at all. Uh, I would have, you know, coveted the ultra, but I would not have wanted to spend the, my own money on, on the ultra. It wouldn't have been enough for me, uh, to, mm-hmm. to make that jump. Um, but yeah, I think I would have upgraded the, to the new iPhone, even if I was rocking the previous model, uh, just to get those standard bumps and everything. And for me, you know, they always talk or not always, but especially lately with the Apple watch, there's always this talk about sort of, um, aspirational features where people get it because they hope that they will do X, Y, or Z. And that's kind of how I felt with the iPhone for a long time is, oh yeah, I'm really going to make use of this camera feature, this camera feature. So I'm trying to be better about that, this uh, phone around where I am taking more photos more regularly and using it to to capture different things and seeing what is possible with it. So that's been fun. That Like kicking it off with that photo walk was really helpful in keeping me kind of interested and uh, reminded of taking photos and videos uh, with the phone. I didn't see... Uh, like a collection of everything that kind of accumulated from the photo walk. I saw like a selfie of all of you together on the photo walk, but was there like a hashtag or, there, you know, Instagram so, or a Flickr album that someone put together? Maybe that's what we should do is put, put them on Flickr. So yeah, I, whenever we kind of talked about it, um, so we all have each other's like iCloud links that they shared so that we could all see each other's photos. But I think one of the things that everybody was a little bit mindful of is, okay, you know, you took this photo. Should I post this on mine? Should you be able to post this? You know, uh, so I think that that has kind of led to something, but yeah, I'm going to try to follow up and see about uh, publishing them somewhere so that uh, we can, you know, show them off because yeah, that was part of the the fun of it was, you know, not only getting these photos, but being able to see what everybody else got, uh, as well. I mm-hmm. kind of, I took a bunch of photos in comparison to some of the other folks. And then I was like, you can take mine and do whatever you want with them. And in terms of like, if you feel like editing them or doing something with them, go ahead. Cause I took a lot of raw photos and I'm not a photographer, so I don't really know what to do to improve upon them. And I don't have the time, unfortunately, to learn like, uh, and I think it's more about, it's more than just learning. It's like also developing an eye on, oh, in this particular photo, this is, uh, this would be improved by bringing this up and bringing this down. I wish that, I sort of wish that there was a more standardized approach to it so that I could just go, oh, right, I'm supposed to do this uh, in this photo. And I know that the contrast needs to drop here um, and that I need to, you know, we use the levels uh, tool to bring in the highlights or whatever. But every photo can be adjusted in every way. And I just don't have an eye for like what makes a photo look its best um, outside of what I like. but then I get all up in my head about it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, this might not be the way that this should look. And then this is where some people would be like, well, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. You just do the photo how you like it. It's like, no, but mm-hmm. I want to be right. 
<laughs> well, yeah, there's no right answer. Um, there are wrong answers, though. I've seen people do some real messed up stuff. Uh, <laughs> See, but, and I don't want to be in that camp. <laughs> no, but you, I mean, you wouldn't be, I, uh, you know, but there's, you know, do you want something that's more like natural? Do you want something that's a little more heightened or stylized? Uh, do you want to switch depending on the, you know, subject matter or conditions that you're in? Um, and I think one of the things that I kind of miss from uh, Flickr because um, let's not pretend that it's a thriving community. Uh, but one of the things I miss from that is like, you could say like, no, this is an album as collected. This is the stuff that's supposed to all be together. And it's styled in this way um, or it's of this time period or uh, of these conditions or something, or even subject matter. Um, and you could choose how you wanted to group that stuff. Uh, and you, the way that other places group that is different because with Flickr, it was more like that, that album would serve as like a, this is a, a, a gallery of this event or something like this is a presentation that I'm giving of this thing um, or a portfolio of this, this occasion. Um, and with like Instagram, those little carousel things like that's garbage. Um, no one, no one likes looking through those. And then with, uh, and also you have to like pick whether or not you want your photos to all be vertical or you want all your photos to be horizontal because it'll just decide randomly how to crop the rest of them. Um, and then there's, you know, t Twitter where it's like, yeah, you can upload four things. And it's like, okay, well, let's, I'm not going to make a thread of 20, you know, uh, tweets, you know, where every single uh, five tweets with every single one of them having, you know, four photos. Right. Um, that, is just silly looking. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just tough. And like you said, with iCloud photo library, even if you want to share that link with someone else, the way you look at things in iCloud photo library Ugh. is, is bad. Yeah. It's very bad. And I hate it. Um, and like, I even tried to send something to my mom to look at and she doesn't have a Mac. So it's like in the, in the web browser thing. And it's just like, how do I do? So it's like, you can't, nah, I guess you can't do anything with it. Um, I've just sent you this thing, this blob. Um, so that's pretty useless. And then with Google photos, I'm always kind of trepidatious about like, what happens when <laughs> someone else gets the link I send them? Cause I don't know what it looks like. Cause it's not like you're looking at a web page where you're both seeing the same thing. Um, I guess, uh, it, it's a little weird, uh, in terms of like managing, it's more like managing files than it is like managing photographs in a way um, where I wish it was more like, you know, a presentation um, uh, that you had some more control over. And Adobe um, Lightroom has like a thing where you can like share a link to stuff too. And that's also just equally as weird. Um, but for whatever reason, my mind works more in like the Flickr way, but I just don't think to upload anything there anymore and share it with anyone, uh, which is unfortunate because um, that really could have been a business model for them if they, you know, had cared about that 10 years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's too late. Too late for all of that. Oh, and see, like you sent me these photos with iCloud Photo Library and it froze messages on my Mac <laughs> when I clicked on it uh, and didn't do anything. Oh. So... And now I'm going to do it again. Ah, and it opened it up as a live preview of only the first image. How do I? What? It's oh, I can click on the sides and it'll flip through like cards. That's cool. That's, That's not so what I weird. want. 
I know. And then I can download all of them. And it's like, but no. how, why, why would I download all of them? <sighs> this is dumb. Like, it's, just send me a page that has all these photos tiled out and, you know, I can look at them. Yeah, exactly. Why do, why, why do it like this? Um, but yeah, that, uh, I don't know. Is this, does this top? Oh, the top thing does something. <laughs> so at the top where it says 196 items. Uh-huh. Um, there's, you can click on that and then it will show it to you, uh, or sorry, 179 photos, seven videos. Uh, it'll show it to you as tiles in the pane of the messages window. Why is it uh, all just staying in messages? I don't, I don't know. It like, wouldn't, wouldn't you think it would just be like, here, let me show it to you in photos, the application for photos. <sighs> yeah, that's weird. Okay. Now I'm seeing what you're talking about. I just mm-hmm. did the thing that you mentioned um so that was supposed to be an iCloud link that when you up when you tap on it then it should open in uh oh this is so confusing that's so weird i don't even know how i did that i don't know how i sent it to you not as just an iCloud link because everywhere else it's Oh God, that's so weird. I don't know what what it's doing or why it's doing what it's doing. I well, wonder what I mean, happens I, if I share it this way using the Twitter link. Is it going to reformat? Ha ha ha! Oh uh, yeah, iCloud.com t.co. <laughs> yeah. So because whenever I posted it on uh, into the Twitter direct message that we were using for everybody, then um, of course Twitter wraps every single URL you put on its site in its own shortener. So I copied it from the direct message and shared it with you. And because it has a redirect in the way, then it didn't do that automatic magical thing it was doing with the last set uh, where it just showed it in the messages app, which again, so odd that it did that. Yeah, I'm now it I'm should open up a Safari con- page. It does, but I'm equally confused by this page. <laughs> uh, so, listeners, uh, what this turns into is there's a uh, big bar at the top of the page that says iCloud Photos in the left corner and sign in in the right corner. And then in the middle of the page is a very narrow column uh, where it says, the date, a photo, which is, I'm guessing, the album photo. Uh, and then there is a grid of every photo with a blue check mark uh, next to it because it's selected. It's as exactly as if you were using your iPhone and you were in the selection mode interface. Uh, and there's a deselect all button and a download button. So it's not really for interacting or handling the photos in the web browser. Um, although you can tap on them, it will not play the, Oh, wait, it does play the live photo. It just doesn't do it right away. Oh, if you hover over the live thing in the left corner, it'll play the live photo. But if you're not, then it doesn't play the live photo. <sighs> Man. Yeah. Sigh is right. Why are there so many duplicates of things too? Oh, wait, are you sure they're duplicates and not just me taking multiple photos that are very oh. similar? Because that may have been uh, what it was. It might be just many similar photos, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, do. I guess the angle slightly changed between those two. Okay. <laughs> I, there were a few times where I um, 
was trying to, I can't remember, there's like a, if you hold it down and you move it to one side, it does, it will shoot video. And so that was definitely uh, one of the problems that I had. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand this interface because it's not like the photos interface, um, but it's trying to be sort of like the iOS photos inter- sharing interface, at least. It's very strange to me. Um, so I don't like this either. Uh, anybody we know who's at Apple, who's working on the photos team, uh, s- stop making this suck. Um, <laughs> make, make it good now. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. That's just weird to me. Um, cause like you said, when you sent the link, the iCloud link that's supposed to be for sharing this, it sends that weird, I'm assuming it thinks it's helpful thing of like, here, just download all the files, um, blob of, of things as cards that you can individually click through for some reason. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't get what they're thinking. Like just make it more like an album and like format it to fill the browser window um, instead of like a narrow thing mm-hmm. in the middle of the thing. Make it a presentation, not just like a way to download files. Uh, anyway, <sighs> the, that's my, my little rant on that. Um, but I, I'm glad that, you got to go on this photo walk and uh, have that experience with a bunch of like-minded folks. I have enjoyed, uh, you know, going on little photo walks every now and then, um, but I haven't gone on one recently. Uh, and that's, you know, with various other cameras, not necessarily my iPhone. Uh, but but it, it, it's just nice to get out. And uh, you're just like, I got a camera. My mission is to take photos. <laughs> uh, no, no excuse to do anything else. Um, you know, so it's fun. Yeah, I like I said, I enjoyed it, um, and it was informative, and yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy we did that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm happy I have the new phone. Yeah, I'm. Someday I'll be happy with iCloud photo library. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that mm-hmm. day will come, and I'm looking yeah. forward to that day when it does come for sure. Oh, but what I was going to say about editing editing photos uh, for your raws. Um, the raw editing tools that are in the desktop version of the photos app for Mac OS are better than the photo editing tools that are on, that are in the uh, iOS version of the photos app. I don't know why, um, but it's specifically about raw. Um, so if you take your raw photos and you go to edit them, uh, you have more controls that are available to you, exposed controls that are available to you that you can do on the desktop version. And then it'll sync that those updates that you've made back to your iPhone version. Uh, and then you can't edit those settings that you adjusted <laughs> because the settings don't exist there on that platform. Um, so it's cute. Uh, but uh, that that's just like one of the interesting things about it. And the reason why RAW is good is because it's, you can do a lot of non-destructive stuff and come back and change your mind about it later um, as opposed to just like flattening out all the changes you've made with your JPEGs um, and not having that range in the file any longer um, so that's you know always always something to consider but they are enormous files yes uh, as I'm sure you are aware from sharing these they they get very big especially now if you're shooting in pro raw res raw Raw, 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 raw. Uh, they <laughs> are gigantic. Um, like, let's see. I'm trying to look back on one that I took recently that was shot in raw. That's not one. 
Um, oh, that was earlier in the day, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's see. HEVC, no. No, I can't find any. <laughs> oh, there's one. There's one. Okay, this was... Oh, no, that's not one, because that's only 22.7 megabytes. Um, I remember them being like... There we go. 60. Uh, 60 megabytes. 6,048 by 8,064 uh, mm. is the image size at 48 megapixels. Yeah, 60 megabytes for that raw photo. Whew. Yep. I also have Pretty a corrupted big. photo in here, which is kind of funny. Um, oh. I left it on purpose because I wanted to... Uh, I wanted people to see that that had happened. Um, it's just all black, but it, I did not take any all black photos. And also I think you, um, you can probably tell by the ISO, uh, like all of the different reading values, it's ISO of 100 and, um, I don't know, one nine thousand seven hundred ninth, whatever that means. But anyway, my point is, that photo should not be all black, but for some reason it's all black. And so yeah. there was a corrupted photo in the middle of my, um, the photos I took. Yeah, I see, I see that photo. It doesn't have any of the metadata exposed, but uh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the photo what was. Probably the best photo I took, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you got to live in the moment. Uh, so <laughs> you always have the memory. But uh, the, uh, what was I going to say? Um, that you know it's going to always improve i'm 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 curious to see where everything goes with that stuff uh and one of the things that did make me think of is the google pixel event that happened where they have their 50 50 megapixel camera and the pixel 7 um and you know so roughly the same and they're doing basically the same thing where there's a binning mode that it's doing most of the time and then Mm -hmm. there's an you know non non bend mode you can get access to and they also have the same like 2x thing that they're doing but they have a 5x camera uh on the whatever it is pixel 7 do they call it pro or what do they call their high-end i think it's one? yeah pixel 7 pro pixel 7 and pixel mm-hmm. 7 pro yeah yeah the that one has a, a 5x zoom and a uh you can also change the mode on that because i think it's also supposed to be a 50 megapixel or something so they're like oh you can make it a 10 uh x zoom by doing this and then because of smart learning uh when you're that zoomed in it's gonna be really wobbly so we can just dynamically crop it because they have all those extra pixels they're just ignoring around the border so they're stabilizing the footage Um, and it's just like oh that's actually kind of impressive there are a lot of other updates that they made that i was not blown away by with the phone so i don't really care but uh it was interesting to see that it was just basically the the sort of the year of uh like bend and unbend um yeah that's stuff. a good point it does yeah. they, they uh, are in uh in parallel for sure and meanwhile samsung is putting like nine cameras on on theirs oh right God. yeah it's just like a lovecraftian horror on the back of that um <laughs> i i don't know what's going on with that um but the uh, the other thing about that event, thinking about that, is something you'd said earlier about how you wish there was an always-on version of the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost stopped in the middle, but I didn't want to like ruin your moment. But the the thing I actually want is not an always-on like 
display of it just like sitting idly around, but like for it to actually be like a hub, like what Google has done with the their new version of the Google Pixel tablet that mm-hmm. you put on that little magnetic stand um, and it acts just like their home hub that they have. Uh, and it's very similar to what the Echo Show uh, where you take a fire tablet and you put it into echo show mode by leaning it against something, but it, that's not a magnet. That's just you carefully aligning two little metal things on the back of the tablet to the plastic stands, like two little metal spots. It's very annoying. Um, but the, uh, the sort of the promise of that, of having a tablet that acts as that home hub, um, that you can take with you and then just also charge when you put it back on that stand, uh, is interesting. And, kind of one of those things that I feel people have been wishing for um, in terms of like a replacement for a a HomePod, Um, you know, just having something with a screen that has, you know, home controls uh, that is a little more readily accessible. Yes. I think it would be so good. Um, It's like, it just makes so much sense to me. I already want to take an iPad and make it into some sort of hub device that's on my wall. Um, but I don't because of everything that's involved with that process. And, you know, uh, the, the fact that it's not really purpose built to do that. So yeah, that's such a brilliant idea. I actually didn't see that part of it, the charging speaker dock that you can use with it to turn it into essentially a Google home, um, or what do they call it? A nest hub. Home hub. Yeah. Home oh, nest yeah, hub. Ne- <laughs> home nest hub. I, their names are... I mean, Apple gets a lot of crap for their names, but uh, Google has a whole naming schema involving Nest and Home and Assistant and Pixel and everything. It's just, I don't understand the branding that's going on there. Oh, and Fitbit, too, underneath oh, that. Oh, yeah. Fitbit does health and Google does help. That's that's their whole thing now with their new I, Google Pixel Watch. Yeah, I, I saw the thing, like, you need three different apps in order to use the, <laughs> the Pixel Watch. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, that's not that's not so how it good. should be please no <laughs> no 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 i mean they'll get there someday um eventually bless uh, them <laughs> yeah but uh hopefully apple like sees that and it's just like oh yeah we make we make a tablet <laughs> it could it could sit in a uh, living room or kitchen um and uh they could work on that for five minutes uh and see where we get us i'd love um, it but yeah all right on that note of that stuff I think we can wrap it up. All right. Yeah. Our hopes have been uh, put on the record. Our thoughts and prayers are with those who need them. And our wishes and dreams are in iCloud. Off into (laughs) iCloud, a.k.a. the ether. (sighs) Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye, Micah.